the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Doug Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. In the challenging times we live in today, we believe that God's Holy Word is the single most important source to all the answers we need and are searching for. Jesus tells us in Matthew 7:24 that anyone who hears his words and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on solid rock. It is our hope with this program to help you grow in your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Lift Up Jesus is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church in Los Angeles, California. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. I want to speak to you today on the subject of the prodigal. If you look at the cover of your bulletin, this is a two-week series. We're going to look at this story of the prodigal. Now, there are three characters, main characters. There's the father. Everybody say the father. And the father has two sons. Everybody say two sons. So we're going to look at all three of those characters. Charles Dickens said that this story in Luke 15 is the greatest short story ever told because there are so many profound themes that reverberate within these verses. It's a story that fits many occasions and speaks to many seasons of life. And for a normal, everyday father, it helps us to see the character of our Heavenly Father. It also will help us today to understand why sometimes our sons and our daughters become prodigals. And it will also help us to see how and why a prodigal will eventually come home. We have three main parts to this story. Part one, I want you to write this down, is rebellion and recklessness. That's point number one. Write that down. Rebellion and recklessness. And it tells us here in verse 11, there was a man who had two sons. Everybody say two sons one more time. Now make no mistake, right here at the start, this story of the prodigal is a story of two rebellious sons. They both rebel. The younger son rebels and the older son rebels. Both boys rebel. Now we are going to look this week at the younger son. Next week we will look at the older son. I want to read through a portion of this text and then go back over it in detail. Verse 11, Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one, that's the one we're going to look at today, said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. And so the dad divided his property between them. Verse 13, 
Not long after that, the younger son got together all that he had, and he set off for a distant country. And there he squandered his wealth in wild living, the Bible says. After he had spent everything, there was a famine, a severe famine in the whole country. And he began to be in need. And so he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed what? To feed the pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. Now let's go back over this in a little more detail. Go back to verse 12. The younger one says to his dad, Dad, give me. Everybody say give me. Give me my... Notice he doesn't say please. He just says give me my share of the estate. And so he divided his property between them. Now according to the Old Testament law... That was a legal request, but I want you to know that it was also a rebellious request. The Old Testament law stated that the younger son was entitled to one-third of his father's estate, and it was an acceptable thing for a man to divide his estate among his heirs while he was still alive. In fact, people still do that today. But this was a rebellious request because the son was basically saying, Dad, I wish you were dead. I'm tired of you controlling my life. I don't want to listen to you anymore. I don't want to follow any of your rules anymore. I want my freedom and I want it now. The younger son, like many of us, when we were younger, reached a point where he thought he knew more than his parents. Nothing has changed over the last 2,000 years, has it? There's something within all of us because of sinfulness and selfishness that causes the heart to rebel. I want you to write this down. It appears that the younger son wanted what his father could give him materially. But he didn't want the father. He only wanted what his father could give him materially. But he didn't want to have this relationship with his dad. Oh, that's true for many of us here today. Because there are many people here today, we want all of God's blessings in our life. And we want it now. We want it pronto. Now, we don't necessarily want to have a relationship with God. We just want what He can give us. We pray. Give me health. Give me wealth. Give me blessing. Give me money. Give me long life. Give me a big house, a nice car, nice clothes, bling, bling, lots of vacations. I want a problem-free life. Give me, give me, give me. But what we should be praying... Is God, all I want is you. Just you. God, I don't need anything except you. 
Because if I have you, I have everything. If I have you, I don't need anything else. And the truth be told, the truth be told, most people only want God for what he can give them, not because they want to be in relationship with him. Now, in our story today, the father graciously and kindly allows his son to take the inheritance and to learn some hard lessons about life for himself. So verse 13 says, uh, the father divides the property, and not long after that, the younger son, once he got his estate, got it all together, the Bible says that he set off for a distant country. Everybody say distant. And there, in that distant country, he squandered or wasted his wealth in what the Bible calls wild living. Now, the distant country represents any place we go where we're trying to get away from God. This boy tried to get away from his dad by going to a distant country as far away as he possibly could go. Now, you might not want to hear this today, but that younger son represents many of us who are here today. You have taken all of God's blessings, and I will tell you that every single person in this room has been blessed by God, and we take all of God's blessings, but spiritually speaking, we find ourselves in a distant land because we have strayed away from the church. And we've strayed away from the Bible. We've strayed away from our prayer life. We've strayed away from tithing. We have strayed away from a spirit-led life. We have wandered away from Jesus. A prodigal is someone who lives to please the flesh instead of living to please God. This boy is a long, long ways away from his father. He's a long, long ways away from his home. He's a long, long ways away from where he should be. And any time you choose to run from God, any time you think that you know more than what God knows about what's best for you, I will tell you this, it's not going to end well for you. This boy in the distant land squandering his, his estate, his wealth in wild living, it is party central. Party, girls, drinking, it's wild. He's doing everything that his dad taught him that he shouldn't be doing. He's in a distant country. And let me tell you, the devil will always lead you away from where you're supposed to be. The devil will always try to convince you that you know more about what's good for you than what God knows what's good for you. He will convince you to waste your life, to waste the blessings of God. Everybody in this room needs to wake up. You need to hear what I'm about to say. And that is that the devil does not love you. He will promise you freedom, but instead will give you bondage. He will promise you fantasy and fulfillment, but instead he's going to give you a famine. 
He'll promise you a community, a fun party, but instead he'll give you isolation and depression because the things of this world only lead a person away from where they're supposed to be. Now look at verse 14. After, everybody say the word after. After he had spent every thin dime, there was a severe famine in that country and he began to be in need okay smarty pants you could have been living underneath the blessing of your dad having every need met you could have been in a nice warm bed you could have had a roof over your head you could have had a loving family you could have had food in the refrigerator but now you've got nothing verse 15 tells us so He went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. The only job he could find was feeding pigs. Now, you don't know this unless you've ever been to a pig farm in Iowa or Illinois. But besides death, it's the most pungent smell on earth. If you just walk by a pig pen... The stink gets on you. It gets on your clothes and you can't get it off of you. Verse 16 tells us he longed. He was in that pig pen. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods. That's the pig food. He said no one would give him anything. He literally is in the pig pen eating the pods that the pigs didn't eat. And this illustrates a true statement that sin will take you further than what you want to go and sin will make you stay longer than what you want to stay and sin will make you pay more than what you want to pay. And as a Jewish boy to find himself living and feeding swine, this is rock bottom. It can't get any worse than this. But then we come, praise God, to point number two. Write this down. Reflection and repentance. Oh, this is where the story starts to turn for the good. It's called reflection and repentance. That first little line in verse 17 says that when he came to his senses. Turn to your neighbor and say, he finally came to his senses. Say that, come on. This, this, this is the second best part of this story. You say, what's the best part? Best part's the next point. This is the second best part of this story. A young man who had it all, and he lost it all. The girls are gone. The money, gone. The fake friends are gone. The mirage of freedom and self-dependency, gone. The food is gone. Freedom has been replaced by bondage and despair. His stomach is empty. He's living with the pigs. He smells like the pigs. He has hit rock bottom. And the Bible says that he finally comes to his senses. And just like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, there is no place like home. Let's look and see what it says in verse 17. When he came to his senses, he said. Everybody said he said. Now, who's he talking to? He's not talking to the pigs. He's not talking to the guy who hired him. He's not talking to uh, his dad. 
he's just talking to himself. He's in a pig pen. He's up to, he's up to pig manure to his knee. And he came to his senses. He woke up and discovered where he was. And he starts talking. You know, he's just kind of like talking to himself. He's going, how many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And here I am, starving to death. Here's here's what I think I'm going to do. He makes a decision. And the decision, and he's just, talk, he's just talking it through. He, he had, hey, he hadn't done it yet. He's just talking, he's just thinking about it. He said, here's, here's what I think I'm going to do. I'm going to set out, and I'm going to go back to my father. And he, here's what I think I'm going to say to him. Father, I have sent, now he's not saying it, he just, he's just thinking about saying this. Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer, he's just rehearsing. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Just make me like one of the guys you got working for you. So, verse 20, he got up. And went where? Listen, this is called repentance. And do you know the real, the real meaning of repentance? Write this down. It's, it's this means to come home. Come home. All ye who are weary, come home. Come home. And no one can do that for you. God created you. And within every person in this room, God puts something inside of every one of us. It's called freedom of choice. Some of us have thicker skulls than others. Some of us have stronger wills where we learn things the hard way. We, like the prodigal son, number one, the younger son, we made decisions and choices to run away from God, and we wasted God's blessings, and we ran into a life of sin and disobedience thinking the whole time that this was fun and thinking the whole time that this is what we wanted to do and thinking the whole time that this was best but then sin runs its course and ruins our lives and if we are fortunate enough to wake up and to simply come to our senses before it's too late and reverse course and repent we can come home And I want to give a word of wisdom to those of you who are parents, to a prodigal. I know there are many of you here today, and your hearts are heavy. I want you to know that you can't reason with the prodigal. You can't tearfully manipulate them to come home. You can't force them to come home. You can't argue them to come home. A prodigal has to hit rock bottom and come to their senses on their own and upon their own free will eventually get up, hopefully, prayerfully come to their senses and turn back home. In the same exact way that that prodigal made a decision to turn away from you and to turn away from God, 
that same prodigal has to also come to a decision on their own to turn back towards you and to turn back towards God. My dear friend Ken Witten says, they've got to get to a place where you're not their father, but that there's another father that they must see above you. Yes, you are a father, and yes, you do what dad does. But that prodigal has to see another father above you, the heavenly father. I want you to write this down. That boy, that girl that is rebelling against you, that child is not just rebelling against you. That child is rebelling against God. You need to know this. They're not just rebelling against you. They're rebelling against God. So what do we do as parents? Oh, listen. We pray. We pray. Be sure to join us next week as Pastor Dudley continues with today's message here on Lift Up Jesus. We hope you were blessed by our program today. If you are in need of prayer, we invite you to call us at our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. Our Lift Up Jesus phone counselors are ready for any prayer requests you may have at this time. You can also contact us right now if you'd like to receive a copy of today's message on either CD or DVD. Our number again is 888-818-4777. For more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, be sure to visit our website, liftupjesus.com. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every week. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-888. Four seven seven seven. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. Liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We know as Christians, our relationship with Jesus is a daily commitment and not just something we do on the weekends. We believe we have the perfect gift today to help you maintain your daily connection to our Lord for the coming year. Romancing Royalty is a daily devotional book designed to draw you closer to King Jesus with 365 inspirational stories, scriptures, prayers, study questions, and even a place to journal. There are more than 100 contributors to this book, including Greg Laurie, the late John Wooden, Tony Campolo, Jack Hayford, Raul Rees, and Jim Garlow, just to name a few. We know this daily devotional will be a blessing to you. It also makes the perfect holiday gift for a friend or loved one. Pastor Dudley's top-selling daily devotional, Romancing Royalty, is available right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. Romancing Royalty can be yours by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. Our number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order Romancing Royalty directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. We know there are many daily devotionals available today, but none come close to the level of insightful contributors to this book. 
it's our most popular seller this time of year. So we invite you to call and get your copy of Pastor Dudley's daily devotional, Romancing Royalty, today. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us again next week at this same time as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.